Welcome to the Wealth Building Made Simple podcast with Philip Washington Jr. Today, Philip talks about things that change once you have money. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now, here's Philip. All right, we are back with another episode of Wealth Building Made Simple. And it just got back. Oh, I didn't tell you, Steve. I just got back from my youngest. I, did, I think I did tell you my youngest had a Christmas party and uh, or a Christmas, what do you call it? Uh, recital, is that what it's called? Yeah. Performance. They did the, the Grinch. It was pretty, pretty good. One of those kids, I couldn't see which one it was in the front. He could sing. Or she could sing. You know, they all sound the same in first grade. But I heard the little voice, and it was a little powerful voice. Um, but it was cool. Good thing. Today, we are talking about things that change once you have money. And what inspired this topic is I work with a lot of what I would call emerging affluent households. So households that are 30, 40 years old that are like beginning to make quite a bit of money and just like everything in the world is changing, right? The uh, Their relationships uh, personally and professionally, their relationships w- with how they view money and different tools and things that they use, the um, attention they get is changing. Just their, you know, their whole world is is, is changing. And it's a critical point because as that begins to happen, you want to have the proper perspective uh, on everything so that you could keep the money and enjoy it and also continue to grow the money so that you don't get stuck at a level or go back levels. A lot of reasons you see people that come into money, uh, things start changing for them for the, for the bad is uh, it, it it brings it brings different levels of circumstances and conditions, and you really have to learn to train your awareness to focus on the positive. You know, Biggie said, uh, "More money, more problems," which was part, which was like only partially right, uh, because like you know everything that comes to you has a a positive and a negative side. It's it's. You know, I don't want to go science nerd on you, but everything has a positive and a negative side. And what you choose to focus on is what you get more of. So as you get more money, if you focus on the negativity that comes with more money, then you get more of that. Uh, if you don't, then you you get more of the good stuff. But here's some concrete things that change that um, I just want to put in people's ear that I see common um, when they begin to make money. First thing is uh, family relationships. So dealing with family once you have money. So, you know, when b- b- before you had money, you had friends and family that, that saw you in a certain way. I, I'm pretty sure there's a Bible verse that says something like, you cannot be a prophet in your hometown, right? Which basically means, you know, people uh, see you and want to hold you in, uh, in the light that they're comfortable with, that they know you. People like familiar stuff, right? That's where prejudice comes from. Prejudice comes from when things change. People don't like things they don't understand. That's new. And so they act a little funny. 
And and so when you when you go from somebody that didn't have money to now you have money, just all kinds of uh, weird emotions come over the people uh, in your life that they have to process, right? It's just a normal way of processing. Some people process it in a healthy, fast way. Some people uh, resist and they take longer to process. But that that process can can mess with you if you're not aware of like what's happening uh, behind the scenes. And so it may show up as people beginning to say, oh, you know what? You remember when you, you know, you remember when you, uh, uh, when you didn't have any money and y'all slept at, you know, y'all used to come to the house and stay with us all the time, right? I think now since you got all this, you owe me, right? Or, uh, or uh, I'm thinking about a business idea. I want to come up like you came up and they want to uh, ask for loans or just, all kind of stuff that weirds you out because like you're not thinking about your money like that like you don't like in your mind you the, you're still the same person like the, the the money is there and it's a lot but you you still want to keep things the way they were from you know not not that you didn't change but you just want the closeness to be there and like you know you don't want them to have a relationship with your money you want them to have a relationship with you right and just let things naturally flow um but but they're making a deal out of the money and that creates the weirdness. So so what do you do in that uh, in, in that example? First first is understand what it is. I would also say understand um, you don't owe anybody anything. Uh, understand that they are working through uh, their own emotional process, uh, and it's also important to not to not be jaded. Not uh, what I said in the beginning. The biggie quote, right? What you focus on is what you get aware of. And in that light, like you can do things like, you know, set up boundaries, hide, not be who you are, right? Like hide the amount of money you have. Don't, don't, you know, um, like shy, uh, dim your light around other people. And, you know, I don't like that because that's not all of who you are. So, but that's a route that some people take. Um, uh, I uh, prefer the route of just uh, be who you are, and then when you encounter those weird encounters, just ignore them, right? And then, and 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 this is a mental trick, like in your mind, like if if it's there in your face and it's happening, like just like ignore it, find a way to get away, and then go and like reimagine them acting comfortable, having a relationship with you, and just revise the whole situation in your head and, and and people may not think that does anything but does a ton because uh it it through a process that i may or may not have time to explain it influences their behavior in your next interaction over and over and over again until until you train them to be the person that you know them to be so what you're doing is you're it's like a it's like a kid um or or uh, or an animal or pet that you have, and I'm not saying that in derogatory terms. I'm, what I'm saying is, people act according to your expectation, right? So um, uh, if you expect something out of somebody, a lot like it's it's the reason why some people act one way around some people, and then around other people they act a certain way. I I give a real story, you know. So my youngest. Uh, is a fun-loving kid, um, just loves life. And the way he is at home, more of a prankster, joker, 
having a good time. Um, you know, he he likes you know, he doesn't mind getting into some fun trouble, right? And I love and appreciate that about him. Uh he can, you know, he he uh he lets his hair down more at home. At school, he's a whole different person because because like, right, he's a model student at school, you know, which 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 shocks us, but it's 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 the expectation. You know, we all know Bubba. You know, that's what we call him. We all know Bubba. And so he he around us from our expectations acts like that. Nothing wrong with it, right? We and if you think about yourself, you think, oh yeah, around it, these people act this way, these people act this way, these people. So there's like this, you know, uh, invisible power. It's expectations is what is what I call it. Um, that people act. So so going back to being around people that are in your life that are doing that, uh, you and them are working through the new reality of who you are and. Since you're listening to this, and they're probably not, and since you, uh, if you're understanding what I'm saying, you probably have a higher emotional awareness, a higher emotional intelligence, then it becomes, uh, it becomes the onus is on you to um, change the interaction. If this is a person that you want to keep in your life, like if it's not, then just move away and never talk to them again. But if it's somebody you want to maintain a relationship with, then then you have to change the expectations in your mind of how they treat the situation, um, you know, by not addressing the weirdness, like, like nothing, not addressing it, like ignoring it. If it's something that needs to be addressed, right. You, you'll know that in the micro situation, I, there's no way to explain that on here. But the most important part is when you're out of the situation that's weird, like spend the majority of time when you think about that person, thinking about them interacting with you in the way that is healthy, normal, and in relationship with you, not with your money, so that it doesn't get weird, right? Because what all what ends up happening too, I've seen this happen. People with money, they will then somebody who's close to them uh, hurts them by interacting with their money and not them, and then they apply that to everybody in their life. They think everybody's after them for their money, even people who don't even know they have money, right? And it just distorts all of your relationships, and so. Uh, the the what I'm basically saying is as within so without right when what your experiences in, in your outer world is uh, you have to address internally and then it'll express itself in your outer world because I know people that have lots of money that hang with day ones and nobody's weird in the beginning it was probably weird but through time they managed the situation right in the plane of mind and all of their relationships fell in line because ultimately those people that loved you before you had money, it's it's logical and obvious that they don't love you because of their money, because of your money, because they loved you before you had money, right? So it's just a it's just a uh, uh, a natural change process that you have to help everybody work through, right? Uh, you don't have to; it's not your responsibility. Like I said, you can always move away and never talk to them again. But if you want to maintain the relationship. And you got to give people time to process it and you fix it in your mind and then watch it work out in the rest of your uh, experience. The second thing, and I'm going to go quick on this, is just your relationship with debt. I'm going to give a uh, debt and taxes. I'm going to give a very short story. So I was uh, having a conversation. I'm going to change some facts with a uh, potential, with, with a client, and uh, and they paid last year hundreds of thousands of dollars in taxes and they are uh, 
They didn't like that, obviously. Who does? But they also were not using uh, bank loans to expand their business. They were using just just cash. And after conversation, you know, I said, hey, you probably came from a middle class, lower middle class background like myself. And for everybody but rich people, debt is a burden, right? Because, you know, we have a different relationship with debt, you know, if you're middle in class, middle class or below than rich people. Because middle class people, debt enslaves uh, the middle class. But for rich people, debt's like water. Like, it's just a tool. And so I was like, you're in transition where um, if you're paying the government hundreds of thousands of dollars in taxes because you're showing income, then, and I did some simple math, I was like, if you pay this amount of taxes, that means you can borrow $3 million. And if you can borrow $3 million at pretty favorable rates, you can take that $3 million and 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 I did a scenario, even, you know, even after paying your interest costs over a decade, add an additional two to three million dollars to your balance sheet, other people's money, right? Because like you're going to grow the business, your net worth anyway, with your own money. And and that's going to be a certain net worth in, in a decade. But if you can just use other people's money in addition to your money, right, then you then you multiply it and you can do it responsibly. But the mental thing that you have to work through is your relationship with debt because it's not going to work until you work through your fear of debt, which came from when you're a middle class or below, debt is a master. Uh, and we were the slave. But as you gain experience and wealth and money, then you become the master and debt becomes your slave. And so uh, those are two big things I think is helpful to work through as you're uh, you know, raising your net worth. Uh, until tomorrow, enjoy your day. If you are interested in having a review of your portfolio or to see how far on track you are with your retirement goals, Philip offers complimentary consults through his company, Stonehill Wealth Management. For more information, log on to stonehillwealthmanagement.com forward slash talk. That's stonehillwealthmanagement.com forward slash talk. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.